Welcome back, all my salacious subs and daring doms. It's Mistress Darby with another story time with sluts. Today, a little insight on how I discovered my inner dom and an introduction to someone we've mentioned in our first episode, my foot slave. Keep listening to hear this feetastic tale and welcome to The Babes of Valhalla. Content may not be suitable if you are underaged, closed-minded, or immature. We discuss topics that are graphic and sexual in nature. In everyday life, people have told me that I can be intense and an intimidating person. But that's not the persona I choose in my intimate relationships. As I've explored my sexuality, I generally prefer to take a more submissive role in the bedroom. I like to let go of all that control I feel like I have to exercise in my day-to-day. I want someone else telling me what to do, I want someone else to be in charge, and I want a break from the pressure I put on myself for things to be perfect to be exactly right. The closest thing I'd ever come to playing a dominant role was the brief stint I had for a few months in Florida making fetish videos, one that included some dick shaming. I remember the director telling me and the other girl I was doing the three-minute clip with the types of things that we should say to the imaginary man on the other side of the camera, and the flippant and demeaning attitude that we should say it with. Oh wow, look at that tiny little thing. Is that even a dick? It's so gross and small. How pathetic. Yeah, at the time, I was blushing. It made me very uncomfortable. It felt very mean. I was used to stripping, which to me was choosing to create a fantasy that I was more comfortable with, being the cute, flirty girl next door, eager to please. Sure, I'd done some fetish work in lab dances, but it was very fetish light. I had, for example, someone smell my armpits for an hour-long champagne court, I mean, literally, he just wanted to smell my armpits. My arms were literally going numb. And another guy that wanted me to mew and purr like a cat. But neither of these things were really requiring me to dig deep or play too much of a role outside of my comfort zone. They were just fun and interesting experiences. After I did the dick shaming clips, I thought a lot after about why it made me so uncomfortable to demean someone else in those videos to say things that I would consider hurtful and laugh, even if it was to an imaginary person. It was strange to also imagine that someone was purchasing that video and getting off to it. It wasn't something that at the time I understood, and I wasn't open enough or knowledgeable enough to understand the parallels of that and what I liked. At the time, they seemed like two completely different animals. And I wasn't even sure how to define what I liked. I had some of the vocabulary, but I was incredibly shy about sharing what I really wanted from a partner. When I had tried to, it had been misunderstood and rejected. Incorrectly and offensively tied to a past abusive relationship, or partners didn't have the wherewithal to do more than assume that I just wanted rough sex, which is not the same. But I also knew that I didn't want to explain it very much or really answer too many questions about it. 
I was embarrassed and I felt shy about revealing something so vulnerable about myself to another person. And I wasn't really sure of the why or the how of it all anyways. I unfairly just wanted my partners to innately know. It wasn't until I met my foot slave that I really started to understand what and why I liked this type of sexual play and also discovered the more dominant side of my stripper persona and sexuality. It all started last year when I met him for the first time. I had heard rumors around the club that that guy was the foot guy. He had his girls and I never approached him until one day, this is when we were dancing in the outdoor tent, uh, post-COVID shutdown times, and I was wearing some Nikes that he liked. He asked me for a dance and off we went. I had done some mild foot stuff before, you know, a little feet on someone's face here and there. I even dated a guy with a mild foot fetish, so I figured I knew what was coming my way. Boy, was I wrong. This was a whole new ball game, and I was a little out of my depth. Luckily for me, this was a very patient and very communicative foot slave, and what started out as an awkward face stepping turned into a beautiful mistress and slave relationship. He explained to me what he liked and what he didn't. In the pro column, shoe and foot dominance, which included cleaning my shoes and feet with his mouth, worshipping them, kicking and stomping on him, and demeaning dirty talk. Plain and simple, right? He also promised he would tell me if I did anything that hurt or was too much. Even though we talked about it, I was pretty nervous. I could process the what, but the how, I wasn't sure. One, I didn't want to do anything ridiculous and feel like I looked stupid. Two, I didn't want to hurt him. This was my first time kicking someone in the dick and stomping on them hard, and I mean hard. Three, I also don't have the best balance, and when he said step all over me, I just imagined falling flat on my face after trying to balance my two feet on his body. Four, the talking. Dirty talking with a partner you trust is so different than talking to someone you've just met in a role you've never played about things you've never done or talked dirty about before. Plus, I'd never made shoes dirty, and I'd never really made my feet dirty, as in, I didn't know how to dirty talk about them. But here we went. When I say he was patient, he was patient. We laughed a bit, and I tried my best to imagine what he exactly wanted me to say and do. After we finished, we shared a chuckle, and I asked for his rating. Tell me everything I could do better or different. He did, and so it began. I started a deep dive into all the things he talked about. My first stop, Google. What was a shoe fetish? What was a shoe slave? Next, what was my role as a mistress, and what should I and could I do? For the first time ever in my life, I was on Pornhub, looking for shoe dominatrixes, reading foot fetish erotica, and practicing my lines in the kitchen before work so my mind wouldn't completely draw a blank on what to say next. It was exciting. This was something totally new for me, a new challenge. Most of the time, my main challenges were keeping dudes from trying to suck my neck or lick me during lap dances. Ugh. But this was fun, a whole new arena, and I liked it. Our sessions started getting longer and more fun. We brought in Leash. I learned his limits, and I was far less nervous about hurting him. Every session ended the same with a little discussion and recap and he would introduce new things he wanted or was interested in. And as time went on, I got more comfortable in my new role, and my feelings about my shoes and my feet started changing. I was paying more attention 
to what I did or didn't step in. Was it an icy, snowy day? I'll avoid the salt melt. But am I walking through a restaurant and there's a french fry on the floor? I'll go out of my way to stomp on it. A spilled smoothie? The perfect video teaser to send him my Birkenstocked feet splashing in them. Pedicures were a must. Keeping my gym socks on for multiple days, a no-brainer. Everything to get our bi-weekly club meetups to perfection. Did I mention I'm a very competitive perfectionist about everything? The even more surprising thing was that I genuinely liked it. I liked someone worshipping my feet, cleaning my shoes. I liked the power and the control. I liked that me wearing something that I love and find very comfortable, like sneakers and Birkenstocks, was erotic to someone else. I also like my feet, and I like foot rubs. A perfect combination. Plus, this was all happening with someone I genuinely liked hanging out with. This was probably the best part and why it was so comfortable that he and I got along really well. We talked about and connected to all sorts of things, and our foot bond was a cherry on top. When this slave-mistress relationship was developing, I did start to notice that some internal things were changing for me as well. I found myself more comfortable talking about my sexual interests with prospective partners. I was more comfortable with acknowledging to myself that Dom subplay was something I really wanted in a relationship. I was also more knowledgeable about how to talk about it and could better answer the whys. It was refreshing and affirming to meet someone else that was interested in these types of relationships, who was of a similar age and was willing to be introspective and vulnerable enough to have that conversation. We talked from multiple perspectives, sub to sub, dom to sub, foot and not foot related, exploring the whys, preferences, and so on. I also loved the new type of confidence that it was bringing to my workplace persona. I felt more self-assured and weirdly and unexpectedly started having more and more people request dominant type activities and lap dances. It was like they were coming out of the woodwork, like a memo went out. I still don't know why or if it would have happened regardless, or if I was sending out some sort of signal like I would love to slap you around and call you a little bitch or something. Who knows? Somehow, I feel like it's connected. It all felt like it was bringing me back to a place I didn't know I'd left, but in coming back, I realized the decor was all different, if that makes sense. I've always been of the mindset in stripping and sex work that nothing is happening to me. I am choosing to participate or not participate in certain activities. For me, this leaves me with the power. Mentally and emotionally, this has helped me to say no and keep my boundaries, but also to continue to feel empowered. But I think after so many years of stripping, my last relationship and breakup, the stress and weirdness of strip club life during and after COVID and the shutdown, I had lost some of that confidence and bravado. This helped me get it back. It reminded me that I am strong, I am in control, and I am worth the worshiping. But while it brought me back to that confident place, it was still a new type of confidence that I loved, and I loved that it followed me home. I'm not sure if there's a map to finding your inner dom. This is just how it happened for me. After developing this new side, I'm not sure if I consider myself a switch in my personal life, but it's fun to know that I have both sides in me. And it's been surprising to me how much I cherish this particular relationship. I don't think it would ever happen again at this level, and especially not with anyone else, especially in the club. The timing and personalities were just right, and I think that's special. There's a strong mutual respect 
and at this point, a really good friendship as well. I never saw myself as being someone that would be into sexually dominating another person until now. After this experience of playing mistress, I see the benefits of both. It's important to acknowledge that there's power in both sides, as the role that creates the fantasy and the role that sets the limits. It's been a creative experience to explore both sides in a new way. They offer their own different outlets for releasing different types of energy. So what I want to say is thank you. Thank you once again to the industry that is sex work for bringing me these types of wild opportunities that provide all sorts of insight into myself and experience for my life. Thank you to my foot slave for the never ending patience and for teaching me what it means to be a sub and for guiding me to find my inner dom. Thank you everyone for listening to this short but sweet tale. There is an interview of my foot slave in the works and possibly a reading of a delectable foot erotica tale that I wrote. If you are a slut with a story, please write in to babesofvalhalla at gmail.com or DM us on Instagram at babesofvalhalla. Like us, love us, worship us on all your platforms and tell a friend so we can spread the word. We are winding down season two in the coming weeks, so if there's something you want to see for season three, we are taking requests. Until next time, stay nasty. Babes of Valhalla is written and produced by the Babes of Valhalla, otherwise known as your illustrious lieges, Darby and Charlie. Music provided by the musical genius, Gemini Genesis.